Psych with Morgan in the Morning. Good morning, folks. What a brilliant morning to start the day here with me, Morgan Shepherd, your host of the Psych with Morgan in the Morning podcast. Today, I'm joined by my good friend, Andrew, a student from Sam Houston State University. Hi, Andrew. How are you doing today? Good morning, Morgan. I'm doing quite well. I had me some biscuits and gravy for breakfast, and I'm all set for a nice, relaxing morning with you. I'm glad to have you here. I wanted to share with you and our audience a book I recently read that brings quite a bit of awareness to how we live and brings a whole new meaning to living every day like it's your last. What you think, Andrew? You up for some book talk? Absolutely. Perhaps by the end, I'll be reading this book myself. I sure do love a good read. Hey, what's this book called anyways? The book is called When Breath Becomes Air, written by neurosurgeon Dr. Paul Kalanithi. This book is a number one New York Times bestseller and a finalist for the Pulitzer Prize. It was published by Random House, an imprint and division of Penguin Random House, LLC, New York, in January of 2016, following the death of the work's brilliant author. Well, I'm definitely intrigued. That's quite an accomplishment for the book to have achieved such high honors. Totally is. The book follows the progression of a young man's journey to become a neurosurgeon, husband, and a father. Divided into multiple parts, Dr. Kalanithi manages to touch on various aspects of life with an emphasis on our mortality. Through his work, you'll get a taste for what it is like to be on the side of the doctor, as well as the patient. Dr. Kalanithi's work is unfinished due to his loss to metastatic lung cancer. Wow, this man sounds truly incredible. Would you mind telling me a bit more about this Dr. Kalanithi? Of course. Dr. Kalanithi wrote the book as a reflection of his experiences surrounding his detrimental diagnosis with cancer. As this man was seeing his final days, I believe he was qualified to discuss such intense concepts of mortality. Further, he was a doctor who pursued a career in neurosurgery because he desired to know what makes human life meaningful. Prior to attending medical school, he got a degree in English literature and human biology, in which he utilized books to discover the meaning of life. This led him to becoming a doctor, as he believed the brain somehow enabled our lives to have meaning, like magic. Due to his experiences and qualifications, I am in complete agreement with the conclusion that he never quite got to say bluntly, life is precious, so enjoy every moment. I see, so he was quite the intelligent man. His achievements are really inspiring. I'm curious though, why did he spend his dying days writing this autobiography? Dr. Kalanithi's purpose was quite simple. He wanted people to be able to confront their mortality and understand death. He said in a letter to his friend that his purpose was to demonstrate not the sensationalism of dying and not exhortations to gather rosebuds, but what lies up ahead on the road. I believe this brilliant writer achieved such a goal, especially as he led me to contemplate what I valued in my own life. He made me aware of how sudden one's life can change and served as a reminder of the inevitability of death. That's awesome. It sounds like you really enjoyed this book. I truly did. His writing style of sophistication with subtle humor made the book all the more enjoyable as I felt like I was inside the mind of this amazing man. He wrote the book from his perspective in two different parts, one discussing his life prior to his diagnosis, 
in which he trifles with mortality through experiencing the deaths of his colleagues and patients. Then, proceeding with the second half, in which he discusses his own personal struggle and reflects on his life due to his diagnosis. Through his sophisticated yet subtle humor and his progression through the book, he effectively allows the reader to understand his internal turmoil and to understand the reality that death is approaching us all, just at different speeds. Thus, effectively relaying his message of reflecting on the way you spend your life and to look death in the eyes. His message was so powerful, it had me in tears by the end, as I truly felt a connection to him, almost like I knew him myself, due to him showing his raw thoughts. Overall, the book is not a difficult read. However, if you are eager to learn more about medicine, you may need to look up some terminology, but that is not essential to understanding the work. Overall, Dr. Kalanithi's writing style enhanced the work to feel more personal. Did you believe the book had any negative or positive aspects that really stood out to you? I believe that the book had many positive aspects, including the emphasis on family and the usage of quotes from other impactful works. I also enjoyed the portion at the end of the book written by Dr. Kalanithi's wife, which highlighted the touching process in which her husband passed. These aspects really allowed for me to empathize with the family and encouraged me to reflect on my personal experience with my own mortality. The only weakness that I found in the book was his occasional long-windedness that seemed moderately boring. However, overall, this did not make my experience with the book any less enjoyable. I see. You mentioned earlier that the book was so powerful that it brought you to tears. Can you elaborate on your overall experience and response to this book? Yeah. So like I mentioned before, the author's ability to open his mind up and allow you to experience his raw thoughts and emotions led to a serious attachment to his character. With the observation of his relationship with his wife and later his short-lived relationship with his daughter, it was truly a touching story. It changed me for the better, making me want to focus more of my time on those around me. It was definitely what you would refer to as an emotional read. I can see his story had a huge impact on you. How did it enlighten you on the experiences of patients suffering from cancer, as well as your own reflection on mortality? It definitely gave me more insight into what patients with such a harsh diagnosis are facing, along with the way it impacts their family. It made me more empathetic to their situation, allowing me to reflect on the way Dr. Kalanithi became discouraged to do what he loved with his diagnosis. Even though his oncologist consistently encouraged him to keep fighting to do what he enjoyed. This encouraged me to never give up when things are hard. I learned a lot of new things about medicine, such as what medical school is like, even about working on cadavers. His work added to my limited knowledge about the impact of cancer on the mind, letting me at least attempt to grasp what it feels like to have such a diagnosis. I also added to my medical terminology and observed how different doctors approach the difficult conversations of severe illness to a variety of patients. It seems as though the impact of cancer on the mind was great for Dr. Kalanithi. Is it perhaps consistent with other cancer patients? I do believe so. Following completing When Breath Becomes Air, I proceeded to do some research on this topic. I found a case study called Anxiety and Depression in Cancer Patients Compared with the General Population, published by many doctors in the European Journal of Cancer Care in 2010. In this study, they observed 1,529 cancer patients 
and 2,037 persons from Germany. Overall, depression scores of patients with a survival time less than one year were elevated. Due to this study, it is not surprising that Dr. Kalanithi was so fixated on mortality as well as struggled to force himself to do things he enjoyed, including surgery prior to him feeling the severe effects of chemo. Hearing you have metastatic lung cancer is practically a death sentence, which would be incredibly difficult to deal with. This gave me further insight as to why he had focused on death so intently, as well as why he seemed to slip into occasional depressive states. It made it more reasonable as it is fairly common for depressive scores to increase with less than a year to live. I can definitely understand that. Thank you for sharing that case study with me. You're welcome. I would definitely recommend to everyone to read it whenever it be to learn more about medicine or to further their knowledge about themselves and their relationship with death, or even just to experience a whirlwind of emotion. This book enables one to be more empathetic and learn to face death head on. I believe this book is an amazing tool to prepare you for what med school is like as well. It is a truly touching and beautiful work. To conclude today's episode, I want to emphasize the importance of spreading this amazing doctor's story. It is truly saddening to know what he went through, but nonetheless, he was strong through it all. If you notice, the icon for this podcast is a pearl white to represent lung cancer awareness. If you have the chance, I encourage you to take the time to donate to the Lung Cancer Research Foundation. Thank you, Andrew, for joining me on the show today, and thank you all for listening to me, your host, Morgan, wishing you a great rest of your morning.